Hey everyone, this is Dane, your host and producer from Diceology. Just wanted to jump ahead of the episodes in this arc and give a quick content warning. So, just a heads up, this story and game is going to be dealing with a fascist colonial regime from the perspective of people working on the inside. We played these characters knowing full well that we were portraying morally compromised characters committing evil acts. And that can be rough for some folks. We understand. I don't want to drive anyone from these episodes. I'm very proud of them. And we worked really hard to make relatable characters. But like I said, they are morally compromised. We think it's important to explore the fact that even those who do evil are still human. And how that can both give us hope for redemption and force us to acknowledge how scary and real evil is in our own world. Again, if that doesn't sound like your jam right now, we completely understand and hope you come back later when you're ready for those episodes. If not, this arc is only two episodes long, so we'll see you soon for the next one. If, on the other hand, this is your first ever Diceology episode you're listening to and it just sounds a little heavy, I'd suggest that you try our other arcs, The Fixers for Comedic Adventures or Lady Blackbird for a more emotional, in-depth story. But no matter what, please take care of yourselves and thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show. Previously on Diceology. So today, um, our kingdom will be the HMS Hand of Sorrow. Halfway across the system, far from the safety of their homeworld palace, the new imperial dreadnought, Hand of Sorrow, proudly flies his majesty's flag in defense of the empire. A massive battleship who has had few equals when it was near built nearly 70 years ago. And while it still holds power, it requires a masterful hand to guide it. If you guys are ready, we can just kind of jump right in by deciding what our first um, crossroad is going to be. Sure. Yeah. Does that sound good? Our options are delay returning to ground for repairs and fix them ourselves. Lash Ace Olive for missing patrol. Regulations demand it, but she was exhausted from working around the clock to mend her damaged one-person fighter. Do we cut the crew's ration of drink? Or word comes through that a force of Corporate Alliance frigates are coming through the jump gate to take hold Moon 17. Do we face them head on? So each of these is framed as essentially a yes or no question, and... The, all the scenes will be framed around what we think we should be doing. I think um, one one thing that could uh, bring us all in is the Ace Olive who missed their patrol. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that fits in sort of your captain of the aces. Mm-hmm. If she's so exhausted, maybe I did something as a surgeon. Repairs is in your expertise, and the captain sort of oversees the lashings. The lashings. <laughs> my mother to the death, so how <laughs> dare you, Basil? She should have fixed the ship. <clears throat> well, Olive does not deserve a lash. Do you have any idea how much is going on in this ship at all hours? I yeah. mean, it's, it's, I'm amazed if my mom comes home at all to our shared cabin. I mean, she, she's working around the clock. I'm the one who, I should be giving her Nutri-Cubes right now. Well, I'm the one who's going to have to deal with it if she gets lashed. Yeah, you're going to be the one to deal with it, and all the aces are going to go on strike, and you know it. Don't worry, it's just first degree. It's really... <laughs> it's not um, as everyone knows, uh, there was an incident where a crew member decided that their personal well-being was more important than everyone, all 300 plus or minus. Guard how many? Three hundred. Uh, 300 people on the ship, Captain. Exactly 300. <laughs> the great, I love those numbers. People on this ship lives for granted, and I don't work for an individualist society, but I also understand the importance of our aces and their role as defense and offense to our cause, so I will not be giving all of any lashes. Basil will. Oh! So now, uh... Wow. What a, That was good. Damn. I was not expecting <laughs> that. That was really... So now... Predictions. So there's only one prediction on the yes side, which was mine, mm-hmm. um, which is the aces are going on strike. I think this looks like the next day, every single fighter, their engine has been, like, dropped out of the, of the ship. Oh. oh. You're going to punish Talon for... Yeah, and it's just... It's every single ship... 
Um, and it's not, like, damaged or anything. Yeah, like, just yeah. taking out a few bolts and, like, the engine is just, like, dropped down. Oh. So, like, and they're just not. So if something Aces happened aren't. with the portal, they would 100% like not be ready to get in there. Nope. Yeah. Not a single ship would be able to not fly. Not a single ship would be able to fly. <sighs> what? Uh, damn. Um, popular reaction. Touchstone. Um, Gummy, how are the people feeling? How's the... I well, I, I actually think that um, the aces have not endeared themselves with the rest of the ship. Fair. I think everyone sees it as a very selfish thing. Mm-hmm. And they commend Captain Summers... For like disciplining that, and then also like allowing it. I mean, even though it was kind of fucked up, but like their your own department to discipline its own people, mm-hmm. sort of thing. <clears throat> and I think they all are like, you know, these aces are already kind of full of themselves. Like, they think they're hot <laughs> shit when they fly out there, and now they're just like put, making more work for us on the ship. So I I think um, in general uh, the reaction is is like on the captain's side. Cool. Do you want to take a crisis box away, or do you want to add a crisis box? I think it takes one away. Okay. Or, or yeah, I think it does because eventually you won't be on strike anymore. Or, I mean, we'll I find yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think the tension of like, can others take it easy, has gone mm-hmm. away, and people are like, no, we know what our jobs are, and we know that we'll be held accountable. Gotcha. Okay, now we pick a new crossroad. So we get to pick a new crossroad. So our options are. Delay returning to ground for repairs and fix them ourselves. Cut the crew's ration of drink. Or word comes that a force of corporate alliance frigates are coming through the jump gates to take Hold Moon 17. Do we face them? I think it's... I I feel like... Except for this third one, this one definitely was addressed multiple times Uh in ours. So I would like to... Like, now the issue is here. All right. (laughs) Cool. We're in it. And then we put the crisis at three. All right. Cool. So, word comes that a force of corporate alliance frigates are coming through the jump gates to take Hold Moon 17. And this stays? Uh, yeah, the time passes. We check one time, additional time passes. Because it's just a new. Just because at the end of every um, crossroad, we just check a time passes and keep going. Uh Whose turn was it last? Mine. So it starts with Gummy. (laughs) I think it's pretty simple. I think these scenes can be as short or as long as we want, right? Absolutely, yeah. So I think Gummy is just in the sick bay, like setting someone's bone or someone someone who slipped like doing some task is this like a couple weeks later yeah yeah mm-hmm. a couple weeks later um <clears throat> everything's sort of eh, settling down a little bit and then just simple it's like a siren goes off cool in the sick bay and everyone knows what that siren means like mm-hmm. everyone is always on high alert for that kind of thing and gummy's just like oh shoot it's like this is what this is what his fear is and his personal issue. A fear that he'll have to choose between the needs of the many or close few. And he's like, I'm about to have to actually do my job and not just cure people's common colds or yep. like set a sprained wrist. <clears throat> yep. And I think that's it. I think that's the scene. These are the COA. Cor- the corporate alliance. Corporate yeah. alliance. And that's yeah. just like the other entity we're kind of against. Yes. It's, yeah. There's like so there's that space station called Marketplace, which is another system that's um, basically a giant space station city yeah. that orbits, and that is basically a hyper capitalist, like future cyberpunk esque society. Mm-hmm. And it's ruled and run by these super wealthy these corporations. Mega these okay, mega that's these and sometimes yeah. if they want resources, they will literally pay mercenaries or like wage corporate wars. Okay. Right. This is probably uh, it's probably like there's pro- the the ships that will come through the portal eventually are probably like heavily branded. They probably are like <laughs> they're probably kind of covered in ads and drinks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. um, Purina dog chow. <laughs> so a the dog with a fighter helmet. So the interesting thing about the jump gates is between any two, it takes a week's worth of time. So basically, we've got a heads up that they're coming. Oh, and we, oh we just know that they They're on entered. their way. They entered the other side, and they'll be here in a week. So we have time to prepare. Oh. But they're coming. Okay. Yeah. And we can't shut down the gate, right? Mm-mm. No. Do you think if you were, even though it would be, this is just a question about the world mm-hmm. for you as the GM. Well, this is, we can answer it together. Oh. Oh, yeah. I guess. We could all answer it. Yeah. If the jump gates are like you go through one and you're traveling through this warp hole for a week and then you mm-hmm. come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. And obviously they wouldn't do this because the warp gates are their only line to other systems. And yeah. They're, they're ridiculously expensive and they need to maintain them. But if you were to destroy the jump gate while something was inside, 
Whoa. Would it be like lost forever or would it, or would it just stop knows? in time? Yeah, would it be like at? I don't know. I would imagine since like it would probably be a wormhole situation, like uh-huh. you know, the whole space time like yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. bends like here's mm-hmm. where this is the planet you're at, this is the planet you want to go, you go through the jump gate and it takes a week to go between there. Yeah. I would imagine you kinda This is great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> So if that if that space time between these two planets is shifted to a week's worth of time instead of how light let's years. say yeah. yeah let's say one light year down to one week I would imagine that wherever you are when it breaks you're at that equivalent point mm-hmm. of the uh, light year okay. which is basically a death sentence because you could be in the middle of space right yeah. no like. And it would take you centuries to get to the nearest inhabitable. I think the only hope that someone might have is that they, and this has probably never been tested, but maybe the old empire had like a, like, oh, if something got damaged, they could shunt them to be spat out somewhere else. Uh-huh. Um, or like reroute. Right, yeah. but nobody really knows how to yeah. build these, so it's fix like, these really. So it, it's like nukes. It's mutually assured destruction. Right. If you so destroy <laughs> your junk. When they're like, we're going to go attack this other planet, we're betting that it's too important they won't destroy right. their own jump gate. Yeah. yeah. Well, save that for the finale. <laughs> um, so we've got a week. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of your scene, is that, I don't know if that was addressing the challenge, or the, the question, so much as either time is passing, or I think the to up, the, of, up a crisis. Yeah, I think it just sets it up. Um, so yeah, that's a crisis for sure. That's two, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think that's that qualifies you can, as two. You'll do crisis twice over f- yeah. because of you're the touchstone. Yeah, it's the touchstone. You can cool because I think you have to deal with the crisis of them coming and then the crew is panicking yeah. and people are like. So I'll just let everybody know um, what happens if time passes ends is um, we do a time skip of of varying length. Um, if crisis reaches that end, we have to deal with whether or not the kingdom itself falls. So, okay. just a heads up. That and the kingdom is just our ship, it's not, just our not ship. the whole, not the empire. whole empire. But okay. it seems like Captain Summers believes that the ship, the hand of Summers, the hand the of kingdom. is the kingdom. Did you just say the hand of Summers? Oh, Ooh, <laughs> that's a bit Freudian of Freudian slip. There. Oh, All right, wow. okay. Now we know how the captain feels. All right, <laughs> but it is Avery and Talon's turn. Uh, okay, so I think that Talon. Talon's hair is even messier going into this scene because the strike has caused Talon to have an even more exhaustive list of things to do because even though the aces are not truly, you know, they're not cutting the wires, they're just taking their engines out, I can't sleep because I know what's at stake and I know that I can put those engines back in. Yeah, so every night I think I'm staying up and I'm going in there and I'm putting all the engines back in. And I think every morning the aces wake up and they go take them out again. And I think I'm at my wit's end. Mm-hmm. Is this a scene you want Basil to be in? Um, I think, I think that if, well, yeah, I think Tom would go to Basil before the captain and take it up with you. Gotcha. So I think that, uh, we're going to meet in, the, the ace hanger. Okay, it? yeah, the hanger bay. The hanger bay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to meet in the hanger bay, and I want us to meet next to, like, a, a new, like, it's a new morning, mm-hmm. and I come in to check, and you're there, I think, waiting for me with, like, your arms crossed. Yeah. Because you and all of your crew just took all the engines out again. I feel like as you walk in, I, like, lift a wrench, and, like, the engine clangs out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I, like, snap my fingers, and the aces, like, leave. Yes. Want to talk, Talon? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk. Do you see how bloodshot my eyes are? I do. You see my nails are bleeding a little bit? Yeah, and whose fault is that? Your aces and your ignorance. No, it's the captain. <laughs> you need to own up and take responsibility for the fact that these crew members are going to listen to you. And I listen to the captain. What, you want to whip someone? Is that something you want to do? No. Talon? No. No, but I also want us to be prepared. When the COA fighters come in, I don't want us to be just a sitting duck. You're going to kill everyone on this ship. Is that what you want? No. 
Of course. So then tell your aces that they need to stop taking their engines out every morning. They can still be on strike but not be dismantling their ships. Here's the thing. Talon. If we cave now without getting anything in return, then I'm going to have to whip people I've trained since they were not much older than your son. Whenever they do anything slightly off. Because, let's be clear, do you think Olive did anything wrong? I'm not saying about according to proper protocol. I'm just saying she took a hit for us. She didn't want to bother you. So she fixed her own ship and she wore herself out. Mistakes were made all along the way by a lot of people. So, can you guarantee that my pilots and I don't fall under her rule? Can you say, make it such that if I say we were a co-equal military branch, not a subordinate one? I think in Talon's mind right now, there's two conflicting images, and one is about what Basil just said about Gummy. And if I had to whip Gummy, and I'm thinking about when Gummy messes up, so I'm I'm picturing in my mind when I caught Gummy dressing himself up like a mummy. <laughs> oh I'm a Gummy mummy. <laughs> mummy, I'm a Gummy mummy. Yeah, I, go, I go, Mummy Gummy, Mummy Gummy. And how I just scratched his little bald head and said, "Hun, take it off. We're here to work." And you said, "No, Dummy Gummy, <laughs> Dummy Gummy." Yeah, that's what I said. And. So I'm thinking about that and that argument that if I had to punish Gummy in that way for just being being human or being a child or being, you know, vulnerable in some way. In my mind, I'm having a lot of emotions around that image. But then I'm also picturing Gummy in a week's time having to deal with the medical trauma that's going to happen if these aces don't protect all of us, but especially Gummy, because this is his mother. I'm really interested in protecting him. So I feel so much cognitive dissonance around what I need to say right now to Basil. So I think that maybe I just shed a tear. Yeah, that and combined with you haven't slept in weeks. Yeah, yeah I got a lot going on. She just whisks it away at the back of the talon. <laughs> um, look, Basil, what do we have to do to resolve the strike in time? before the COAs get here. The aces and I are co-equal. We're not subordinate to the captain anymore. It has to be her call, she has to do it. I have a question. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> is this, you know they're coming already? We, yeah, this around. is, yeah. And you're still on strike? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think, could we say then that a prediction for the fact that the COAs are on their way, can mm -hmm. we say that uh, if they if we don't face them head on, we know that the Empire, oh, there's gonna be a lot of casualties. Lots of casualties if we don't face them head on, yeah. Both on plant, both planet side and um, on the ship. Uh-huh, but, yeah. but if we do face them head on, uh, it'll be like the aces who take the brunt of the casualties. Yeah. It's always the aces or the others. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Talon, convince the captain to make that order. I'll do what I can. Okay. I think maybe we shake, shake hands, but not in like yeah. a friendly way. Nope, it's not super friendly, no. It's like we're in a high-stakes situation. Yeah. And we need to work together. Gotta make a deal. Yeah. So, does that push us forward on our crossroads? Is that more crisis? I think both. Yeah, can I, I, I check both? both? Yeah. Uh, only the touchstone can... I, can I would check crisis, so I'll check that. Okay, yeah, you can check crisis. So, yes, we can do one of both. 
Oh, he can do that anytime? Even yeah. not my turn, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, great. So, yeah, I think that's a good... Um, what happened to you being spineless? Mm. <laughs> You've grown. Someone a made me whip somebody. Uh, okay. that, that gives you backbone. That builds backbone. But it takes away backbone. <laughs> oh yeah. no! <laughs> it cost olives. Uh, yikes! I don't think it was that severe. No, it was, it was only just two. two. Yeah, it was That's two. half of the but it was operation a, mandate. Yeah. It's just it's a shock. <laughs> if you miss. Patrol, that's four lashings. That's the Imperial Mandate, I yeah. I'm a saint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> More uh, the Summers. psychological, yeah. <laughs> it is your turn. Um, okay, so Captain Summers that was standing on the bridge looking out and then turned around because, like, Captain Summers just knew something wasn't right. And as soon as she turned around, the sirens went off. And you then, preempted the sirens. Yeah. You could feel it. And... She, because she knows obviously about the strike that's been happening for weeks since the, the lashing. So she walks down, obviously the guard's with her, so she grabs the whip out of the guard's hand and she goes down to the hangar bay to confront Basil. Mm. And Basil's there. Yeah. I think Basil's... Basil's put the engine back in his gunner. <laughs> and he's sitting lazily in the cockpit. Um... So, Captain Summers approaches Basil, mm-hmm. and then climbs up on the little stairs, knocks on the thing, and then I have you, I like, shove, bring you down to my level on the ground. I'd like to talk here. Okay, very well. So then, I just kind of, I'm still standing on the stairs, and I'm just holding it in my hand, mm-hmm. and I'm furious, and I have one little black hair, out of place, <laughs> <laughs> which is out of uniform. <gasps> You're out of uniform, Captain. But there's no time to fix it. (laughs) Um, yes, Basil. Uh, Basil. (laughs) (laughs) It never never gets old. (laughs) Yes, Basil. Thank you, Captain. Um, here's the thing. I I noticed your engine's in, and I noticed nearly, well, over half of the... I'd say three-quarters are out, yeah. Right, three-quarters of the other ships uh, do not have their engines in. I think everyone except mine will be out again by morning, so um, isn't that a shame? Well, it's it's going to be a shame when you have to face that the corporation forgets without your engines because you'll just be sitting ducks in the sky. It'll also be a shame if the guns on your ship were also taken off with the engines. How do you think you'd do then against the frigates, Captain? How do you think you'd do? Because there's no reinforcements coming. They're already in the, in, along the way, and even if you send a distress signal, they get here after. So, let's talk about this, why don't we? Okay. So, as you know, I run this ship. I don't need to be liked, but I need to be respected and heard. And right now, I, I don't think this here hangar bay hears me from my bridge, from my command center. You're so far away. Yes. So you see where the issue lies. Do you understand what punishment means, Basil? Better than you. Hmm. At this point, Captain Summers, oh, because she's already out of uniform... Um, starts taking off her jacket and she, she, so she takes off the jacket and then she turns around and on her back there are like hundreds of scars from old Whoa. lashes from family and being an outlaw and, and that's it I'm just turning my back to you you're in your little cockpit and I'm just you can't even see skin on my back Captain that's you don't want this ship to go down I don't think you do either, Basil. No. If we're going to make it out of this, I cannot do that again. I will not do that again. Okay, Basil. I can see that 
this is going to be a situation where we're going to have to come to an agreement. And if that's what it has to come down to, I'm fine with that. I don't take orders from you anymore. Well. You don't take orders from me either. I, yes, that is true. So here's the thing. We have to make a decision about whether we fight from hold Moon 17 on from the ground, which puts our odds far lower if we're faced against these mercenaries, or in the sky where we <laughs> predominantly succeed. Because as you know, we are trained galactic pilots of all sorts, so obviously our strengths lie in the in the up, up in orbit. Yes, Captain. Um, you need to fix this by tomorrow morning. You need all I see 25% of the ships are ready, and I need all 100 of them are ready. Because if not, I hand you the whip. You know what you have to do. I put my jacket back on and then... He, he hands you a radio. Mm-hmm. Say it to the crew. I'll do you one better. And then I, my guard has my telecom that can... Oh, yes, Captain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Big PA system. Uh, yeah. It's, I have to put it on the little desk. It's like crackling <laughs> yeah. through, the whole, through the whole ship. I don't have a plug-in, so it's just on, it's just on that you know, remote desktop connection. Uh-huh. Um, and I tell the crew, if I'm going to make a... You guys decided to come here and uh, to fight for our cause and to support the new empire. Because we all want to see it. We all have seen the glory and the power of the old empire. And we want to have the systems, you know, as many systems as we can under that order, control, and that safety that we all used to be under. Um, And I want to thank everyone for choosing and risking their lives to be a part of this ship. Um, Especially those who are out on the front lines, such as our brave aces but uh, these aces don't seem to want to protect us anymore um, so I'm, I'm calling arms to all engineers and, and anyone who knows how to fly we need you and if you guys choose <laughs> to support us that's one that's one defiant ace out of the sky because we don't know where their allegiance lies. Wow. Uh, well said, Captain. Well said. You have until tomorrow morning, Basil. I leave before you fix me. <laughs> You're gonna about to. Uh, Basil leans over wow. to Olive and says, "Get the engines back in the ship." Make a call through the jump gate. Oh, wow. So. <clears throat> I don't even know which one this goes on, but the prediction is... If yes, the ace is abandoned ship. Wow. Oh, is that why you're putting the engines in? <laughs> you're not even going to let the engineers fly the ship to defend the ship? Nope. That this is treason, is what this is. It's exactly what this it is. This is treason. Oh. This is. But this is. I mean, I get it too. You know, they uh, Summers and yeah. Basil have to strong arm each other. This is going to wow. come down to like the moment. Yeah. Who is going to break in like the final? You'll be flying out of the ship. I mean, yours is the next scene, right? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you'll be flying out, and then you'll have to decide. Once they come through that jump gate, do we attack, or do we literally just fly away mm-hmm. and leave the whole ship exposed? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, does that move us closer towards the crossroad, or is that a crisis? What? <laughs> That's a crisis. That's a huge crisis. I, think I would say also, on. I think it moved us closer to that. I don't know. Oh, we yeah, had yeah. a very like, yeah. defiant decision that yeah. happened. Like, yeah. I think we... I mean, are you going to take a crisis? Whatever the next scene is, is probably them coming out of the jump gate. Right? It's getting close. We're getting our, really close. Isn't it our last? No, or... not necessarily. Uh, the crossroads only ends when all the boxes are ticked. 
So, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that ticks a box for sure, yeah. You're ticking a crisis? Yeah. Do we already tick a crossroads box? Yes, yeah. Okay. So we're one away from crisis, two away from time passes, and two away from the crossroads. Um, and then can you remind me what happens when time passes again? Uh, there's a time skip. Okay. I, I get this weird feeling that that is not going to happen. <laughs> no, I think you know, every scene is loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happens if crisis is filled all the way? Uh, we have to figure out if the uh, if the kingdom falls. Uh, oh, oh yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I just want you to know you're condemning Gummy to death. <laughs> well, My baby I'm about to have a scene with Gummy, so oh, really? here we are. Okay, here we go. Do you want me to make you whip Gummy? I'll do it. No. <laughs> I would get whipped. I'll make Gummy I with would. you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I will say, so we get, like... like Basil's getting down, and like all the engines are going back in the ships, right? Um, I see it in my my intercom. Yeah. And uh, Basil goes to find Gummy. <laughs> Gummy, I need to talk to you. Where are we? Where Where does he Where does he find Gummy? I think you find me in the sick bay because you know that's where I'll be. Yeah. But I'm like, let's go to the mess hall. All right. No. I want you. We're to going buy- down to the hold. Oh. Okay. No cameras in the hold. Oh. Should I turn off my comm badge? Yes, please. Gummy, what do I do? Uh, what do you mean, what do you do? Let's say you've had, you have a student or students <clears throat> that you've known half their life. You're the person who sat them behind the patrols for the first time. You were there when they first made a jump through the gate. And then someone made you hurt him. And so you, you, you make a decision you never wanted to do. You wanted to serve. You wanted to do right. Serve under a good captain or old captain, for example. Oh, that guy was great. <laughs> a little lazy, but... Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So you try and stand up for these people you care about for the first time. You think you make a deal. You make it worse. And let's say hypothetically, death is coming down the barrel, right? Do you take the people you care about? Or do you do the right thing? Listen, Basil. <clears throat> I think I'm like rummaging through the cargo hold and I find some like really old vintage like spirits from some other planet. And I don't drink it. I have a root beer that I brought. <laughs> um, I'm about to and then I remember Talon would not like that so I crack open a root beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I pass you the, the bottle. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I say, <clears throat> Basil, what you're kind of describing is you know, what you've been to me. You let me fly around in an ace fighter, you know, even when I wasn't supposed to. You let me try that thing over there. I'm pointing at the bottle that you're holding. I, I mean, I, a lot of stuff I've learned. I mean, remember when we stayed up late and watched the after hours government programming on the telescreen? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom would never have let me do that. No. And <clears throat> I'm at this very young, you know, part of my career in which I care a lot about the new empire. I believe in what we're trying to do. And I know I said the old captain was great, but I've known Captain Summers almost as long, if not longer. And and I, at the end of the day, what I really think is that for all the reasons that you were upset about having to punish Olive and, and all the reasons that you're you're going to, you know, Maybe even abandon ship. God forbid. You know, that's a crime that we're even talking about that right now. But but I think it all comes down to maybe you're too old to do this job. And you don't have it in you to sacrifice the people that are really close to you for people you don't even know anymore. And I think you abandoning ship is a way of you trying to save your fighters rather than knowing that you're going to lose a lot of them if you fight what's coming out of that jump gate. So it's 
not so much teaching an old dog new tricks, but trying to ask an old dog to remember the tricks he used to be able to do. Yeah. I think I got a couple left. Also, please. I am oh. going to need all of this. And he, like, takes <laughs> the bottle of this, like, foreign, like, whiskey that, um, yeah, yeah. that <laughs> you were about to drink and, like, puts it back and he, like, takes the whole crate and he starts heading up the stairs. And I think we get, like, this, like, quick montage. Um, I think I call out, also, please don't kill me and my mom. <laughs> Never. <laughs> please don't have us die. Um, of Basil essentially calling in he like ha he spends essentially like probably half if not all of his savings um to make a bunch of interplanetary calls through the jump gate and he calls in every favor he's ever had and then he calls some um <laughs> some scummy person and sells his his particular um bomber which he probably laughs about it a little bit because eh, after the battle it might not even exist but i have the credits now to make even more calls and I am going to use a mechanic. Um, oh, I didn't even know we had these. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I would need them. Um, so you can voluntarily switch your role if you show change and pay a price, which is the price he's willing to pay here is one last prediction, which if yes, Basil will step down after the battle. Um, but for the time being, I'm changing from perspective to power. Oh. So, like, after all those go through, Basil walks up onto the bridge, and he's wearing, like, the proper uniform. Right. It's probably, uh... Has a he got a haircut or a shave? He doesn't have a haircut or a shave, <laughs> but he's wearing the proper uniform instead of his, like, I'm a cool ace outfit. And he stands next to the captain, and, captain and he says, you look good. <laughs> I think I do. And he, like, turns... And he's wearing the same insignia, um, marking the, rank. The captain says, never mind. <laughs> I'm your advising captain for this battle. And then I'm taking an early retirement. My advising captain? Yeah. So you'll be overseeing the strategy from a bird's eye view of your aces from up here? No. I'll still be in a cockpit, but I can't override your orders and you can't override mine. We have to work together. I understand, Basil. Thank you, Captain. You know what has to be done. Yeah. They're gonna come in hot and they're gonna come in heavy. And we'll be ready to meet them. I'm glad we're finally seeing eye to eye, Basil. Basil. Basil, Basil. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> really if you wouldn't mind, it. it's Captain for now. <clears throat> well, that one's going to be a lot harder to get used to. Okay, we're going to have to do some baby steps first. Sure. I think that's scene. Yeah. I think that's Crossroads. Yeah. Touchstone, how does everybody feel about um, this everyone I mean does everyone know that you're gonna you're not gonna abandon ship now have you broadcast that that you're not gonna like just fly away yeah yeah okay so I think that might reduce the crisis but we might want to keep it the same because it's like it's also the idea that they're Closer, about yeah, to come yeah. out with the, mm -hmm. the jump I think gates. it balances out I think yeah. we would get rid of one and add one yeah so it's a battle I think it will I think it'll 100% it comes down to the next couple of scenes to see whether or not this escalates into something where we're truly at risk or if we're still in control. But it's Gummy's scene. <laughs> oh, God, Gummy. Gummy has really shown up to be the least important character <laughs> on this ship. And I'm starting to regret making him the surgeon because I think he should have just been like like a crew member or like a, a little <laughs> intern running around. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure what Gummy should be doing. I mean, Gummy's probably with you, Aves. Probably with Talon. Yeah. Um, just like freaking out, being like, "Are we all gonna die? Like, what?" Mom. I brought you a BLT. Don't cry, little gum, gum drops. <laughs> My little gum, gum drops. Gummy's already a nickname. 
Don't cry. There's something that you don't even know. There's a lot I don't know. What, <laughs> what don't I know? Well, I think that Talon... I think all the adults on the ship who have been through a lot of life... Define adults. Um, <laughs> I guess, like, like, who have life experience, who have uh -huh. battle experience, who have uh, collaboration experience on the ship outside of... Outside of, like, a child's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they all have the same ability as, like, what Haley was talking about earlier about her intuition. So I think that I just have a feeling. Like, I just can console you, honestly. Yeah. Gummy, you're going to have to realize that if we're attacked, you're going to have to use your powers. Are you ready? I've never been tested like this before. I mean, I've set bones. I've even brought children into the world, but I, I've i never seen them go out. <laughs> it's a lot, Gummy. And it's going to be hard. And you're going to have to make choices. Choices that you fear. But they're going to have to be made. I guess you've had to do that before. I have. Well, I'm going to uh, make another BLT and probably watch him movie. You probably have a lot going on here, but you can always join me before they come out of the jump gate. I'll be back later, but I have some things I need to do. Mm. I'll pause the movie right before your favorite part. Oh, gummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd give you a, a little tender kiss on the head. On my bald cue ball <laughs> Yeah, I want to make you feel comforted. I don't want to set you into panic, uh -huh. but I also want to have like a really tender moment with you yeah. just in case it is the last. Yeah, yeah. So, is there? Did you make a prediction? Is Talon making any predictions here? Um, I think that if if we do, then he has to use powers. Mm, yeah. Gummy, Gummy will not be a child anymore. <laughs> Gummy turns into it's man. Tragic. And then, um, I guess if no, Gummy and everyone he loves will most likely die. Mm-hmm. Or even worse, Gummy will be a sole survivor of a horrible. Ooh, that's better. <laughs> of a horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, I think Gummy, um, Gummy would survive, but would be captured. <gasps> Blooded. Um, and then I think what would actually happen is Gummy wouldn't get to know what happened to his mom. <gasps> like wow. he would never know if she died or not. Gummy would be Dang. left with that closure. Dang. He'd become a cybernetic slave in market. Oof, gross. No, let's not let that happen. Not to gummy. <laughs> not to gummy. Okay, so I have a question. Uh, Will, mm. it's your scene. Was that the end of the scene? I think so. So you get to pick where you're going to put your check mark. Was that time passes, crisis, um, um, or crossroads? And I can only do one? You can only do one, and then you can always, as a... That's the touchstone adjust yeah. crisis. Um, I think I'll do time passes. Oh, jeez. So are you going to adjust crisis either? Um, I feel like we're still locked in this thing, but I think maybe just the tension of it has ratcheted up, so we're at full crisis. What happened? What's the consequence? Of so you're going to hit crisis. So the consequence of crisis... So we've hit all our crises. So we're hitting crisis. Okay, so we're not going to resolve the crossroads. <clears throat> So here's how resolving a crisis works. Follow these steps to resolve the crisis. One, end the game. Decide together if this is going to be the end of your game regardless of whether the kingdom survives or falls. This does not change how the crisis is resolved, but it may change what players decide to make happen. If the kingdom is destroyed, the game ends whether you plan to stop or not. So, um, this will definitely be the end of today. today. Do we decide that this is absolutely the end of the story regardless of whatever happens i would reserve the right to revisit yeah these characters i think so okay i think it will have some finality to it yeah mm -hmm. so this is not the end of the game mm -hmm. what is the crisis is this just like we get a couple of like days passing and then we see the the frigates come through like is it just more than we expected well does it have to end poorly not necessarily. Okay. It just needs to be not like if the crossroad. If we had finished crossroads, we would have had complete control over like the outcome. Oh, and in this case, notice. we don't. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should have kept. The, I could have kept the crisis at its current level. Could have. Go ahead. 
Well, I think that if Crisis is at full level with what we have set up with our scenes and our characters, that means that probably, like, this is it. Like, this is tonight. You want to spend our last night watching the movie. Mm. I'm saying I have to go do things. But it is the night. Like, they're here tonight. It doesn't feel... I feel like this Crisis is... It's the same. Yeah, I think they're both so locked in. I do like the idea of it being crisis over the crossroads, though, because we've Uh established so heavily that we are not really prepared for this. And and like, maybe strategically now we have like it feels like the we've aligned properly to deal with the problem, but is our equipment legitimately up to snuff or not? We Mm -hmm. don't know. I think it's better to leave that to certain amount of chance. Okay. Okay. So now we describe what we see. Each player pa- player paints a picture of the crisis by describing what their character sees happening around them. Say where you are and say what you see. Do not have your character take action yet. Oh yeah, you, you start because I know yeah. that's what happened. I think um, Basil, after talking with the captain, has spent all the time in the bay um, putting engines back in himself. And the thing he sees is through like the through the open bay doors, um, through the jump gate, all of these frigates coming through. And he sees who he's realized over these last few weeks, people he has come to think of as his children, um, hopping into war machines to go try and save people. And he's like filled with all this pride and disappointment in himself and fear for them. And then I think it just gets punctuated by seeing Gummy run down the hall. <laughs> Gummy. And Gummy I'm runs down the hall. Passing, passing. <clears throat> um, and I think, I, I can I fast forward slightly in time? Yeah, you just say what you see. So, Don't take a specific yeah. action. Okay, so I think Gummy sees in the medical bay as the battle's going on, people, you know, from the gunning turrets inside the main ship who have been injured, people from, you know, like, if an engine burst or anything and so he's like treating burns he's treating you know really gruesome injuries Mm -hmm. and he's trying to do his best with all the medical stuff that's around but some people are like dying and he's using his like blooded ability his magic to sort of put people at rest and being even more empathetic as a doctor than he's ever been before Mm -hmm. and he's like feels sort of numb to it even though using the magic he has to like extend a lot of himself and i think he's like though he's not realizing in the moment but he's doing like the most growing up he's ever done Mm -hmm in like a short period of time and it's just like he's like got tunnel vision and the sirens are going on around him but it's almost like like it sounds like it's underwater he's Mm -hmm. in full like go mode uh i think talon is in the engine room because the ship is taking hits and so we're having to repair as those hits come in and i think i'm looking around and i'm seeing all of my engineers and then i also look to the door of the hold where I know that there are, um, can I say that? Can I say what, that I know what's in there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, have definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, everyone can. I think because of the, the final conversation between myself and Basil that mm-hmm. I said, like, I'd see what I could do. Mm-hmm. I think that I know that in the belly of the ship with my engineers who know, like, the inside of ships, we, we like, have the stockhold of once damaged ships that are now like in this holding room. So there are extra ships that I know about. Mm. Little ace in the hole. You're the ace in the hold. <gasps> oh, <wow. laughs> um, Captaincy. So Captain Summers, uh, hair's put back in place. So she is in full uniform. Um, and again, she is standing so everyone in the bridge is like frantic all the officers are still doing their job but there's just like this sense of urgency and everyone's like any footsteps you hear are like really quick paced footsteps and um everyone's talking really fast but it's it's all muted right now because captain summers is looking out the windows and she's just saying ship after ship like entering you know her field of view and um, she's in, you know, an authoritative stance, hands behind her back, um, just watching. And surprisingly, with everything that's going on, her outward appearance is very calm and it is very calculated. Like, she's been here and everything that is going to unfold at, now that it's starting is basically like a giant chess game. Mm-hmm. So... 
kind of like removed from the reality of the mm. situation. Okay, so next we get to do, say what do you do? Each player describes with their what their character does or doesn't do in the crisis. You can try and save or destroy the kingdom or save your own skin and escape. Say where you are and what you do. All characters who are part of the kingdom share its fate. If it falls, you fall with it. If you want out, you can try to escape. Show your character giving up on the kingdom and fleeing instead of trying to save or destroy it. Abandoning the kingdom always weakens it. Your vote is automatically thumbs down, kingdom destroyed, in the next step. A character that flees the kingdom leaves the game. If the game continues, that player makes a new character after the crisis is over. If another character wants to stop you, they can. Challenge your attempt to escape. If your escape is foiled, you remain and share the fate of the kingdom, but you must still vote for destruction because you tried to flee. So... So wait, what, can you repeat what happens if you stay? If you stay, you can you can vote. You you get to keep your choice as to vote yes or no, whether or not the kingdom... But if you try to escape... It's vote, an automatic vote. Whether you make it or not. Right, but if you if you leave, your character survives. So is this going to be a vote from us or from our characters? Um, let's see. Um, the players. So it's not about, like, so when we vote, it's a based upon what we, oh. the players, think. Oh, because it could be, like, my character still tries to say well, that yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, because Captain going down with that ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Do you want to go, do we want to go reverse order? Start with the captain and go down on what you, what you're doing during the crisis? Um, yeah, so, so, so that's, the, this is the scene, this is what's, like, you know, that's the instant that we mm -hmm. see Captain Summers as everyone's coming in, just calm, cool, and very calculated. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a, a snap of, like, kind of like how, you know how, like, firefighters or EMTs are just, like, bred to do their work under mm -hmm. this extreme condition. So it's kind of like a snap like that to where um, every thought and decision is, it's quick, it's rapid fire because it needs to be, but it's all been like calculated and practiced and strategic mm -hmm. and so um, Captain Summer she's just like walking around the bridge and just kind of ordering it not necessarily calming people down but um, just like her presence of just being saying things calmly and just you know matter-of-factly is kind of putting her officers at ease as they as she gives everyone like a single task like okay you are in charge of like um, you know, jamming their communications, you're going to be in charge of um, sending out the alerts, you're going to be in charge of this, this, this. So Captain Summers right now is just kind of in like full captain mode mm -hmm. around this bridge and, you know, through intercom talking to people and stuff, but just like full hands on deck. Cool. Um, I think Talon has this insane keychain with a key to every single room in the whole ship. And so it's like, probably weighs, you know, more than a bag of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of quarters. And, but, but Talon knows exactly which key opens the door that she's at because she, even though she has so much going on, she's super organized. So she opens the door and looks around at her engineers and there's about a hundred aces, I think we established earlier, and 300 mm -hmm. people in the ship. Mm -hmm. So about a third of the people are actually a third of people are fighting and so i think what i would do is i would look at my engineers and i would say we can spare 50. i know my team i know they're capable and i would take 50 of my engineers and myself and i would stand i would stand with basil and i would get in the sky <clears throat> and we gotcha. would fight do you tell gummy that you're gonna do that i had my moment with gummy i knew i was gonna do that the whole time wow, wow. And I knew Gummy would grow on, and I want to see Gummy again. I think the best way to protect Gummy is to, to fight. Protect the yes. I think Gummy's been dressing wounds, and non-essential crew members who aren't at, like, at battle stations, he's been organizing the, like, the sheltering methods, like in the part of the ship that's near the escape pods, and like people getting ready, or like the bowels of the ship where like late blaster fire won't be penetrated as much. Um, and then I think he has a break, and he goes to look for his mom he goes like to the engine room but he knows he works in the sick bay so he knows 
she's not injured or hurt yet or anything mm-hmm. and he can't find her at all and then someone like working in the engine room is like oh they like they took off they went out or something and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't so does, does that count as abandoning because you should be you should be staying at your post well, I, and instead you're, you're going after the mom. I don't think that's like a trying to escape. Okay, I right. think I'm still I, like... I think it depends if he continues looking. Yeah. yeah. Or what if he, he like, yeah. can't find and then goes back to his Okay, how does that resolve? Wow. Is Gummy a kid or is he a soldier? Is he a mystic, yeah. master of the mystic arts? I think Gummy thinks back to all that government programming he watched on the telescreen <laughs> while his mom was passed out on the couch. Just <laughs> <laughs> head back. And he's like, what would she have me do? Well, I mean, and I think just the fact that she's out there fighting in a fighter shows exactly what she thinks I, I should do. And I think he goes back to his job. He goes back to his post. Okay. Um, so Basil's up at the front um, in his bomber. <laughs> he and his, like, they are taking, he and his aces are taking really heavy losses already. But I think they've taken down a couple frigates. And then, like, on his, like, radar, he, like, sees that, like, there's another bunch of bogeys behind him, and he initially thinks that there's, oh, like, a, shit, there's, yeah. like a, a fleet, and he, like, kind of t- takes us, takes stock, um, and realizes that, that it's this ragtag group of engineer pilots. Your your glasses are, like, bobbling on <laughs> <in> your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, the fighters rattling. And they're gold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she put the gold glasses on. Wow. <laughs> Special occasion. And um, he uh, he pulls up, he puts on comms um, to uh, his aces, the engineer fleet, and to Captain Summers. And he says, uh, this is Ace One, um, speaking out to, uh, uh, let's say, Fix It One. Fix It One. Do you copy? Yeah, I copy. <laughs> Through a rattling ship. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, all the weapons working on your ship? Yeah, they're working! <laughs> Alright. Captain, Captain. Do you read me? Ace one to Captain. We're mm-hmm. drawing clear. Cumulus. I'm gonna I'm gonna run a strategy by you, and I want your approval or not. Me and my aces. We can pull off defensive maneuvers. The engineers can't, but they can point and shoot. not going to have an ace force after this. Maybe seven, eight of us. You good with that sacrifice? Well, Basil, I, I think we should, let's figure something out because uh, those losses are, are just a little bit uh, too heavy. How many fr- frigates do you see? Uh, enough. Do you have a better strategy, Captain? Right then. Alright, aces, form up. We're protecting the engineers. They're the cannons. Fix it. Pick a target. Open fire. Do not stop. Do not dodge. We will cover you. At any cost. And then, like, we see um, him, like, push, um, like, a lever down, and, like, the, the, the aces fall in. Okay. So. Outcome. Based on what has been described, each player decides whether they think the kingdom should stand or fall. This is a decision you make as a player, not as your character. Each player sticks out a hand and votes simultaneously. Thumbs up if the kingdom should survive, thumbs down if it should fail. Hand flat if you're neutral. If your character tried to escape, you must vote thumbs down. Add up the result, plus one for each thumbs up, minus one for each thumbs down. If the result is positive, the kingdom survives. If the result is negative, the kingdom is destroyed. If the result is zero, the crisis calms for now, but is not really resolved. It could flare back up. Add two more boxes to the crisis card. Introduce new characters for anyone who escaped. Um, and then stop by resolving the crisis and return to normal play. Is everybody... We, yeah, yeah. Alright, ready? One, two, three. Come here, tell Okay, alright, so... Um, so, me, Haley voted positive, and Haley and Will voted neutral. I'm Avery. Avery. Oh, wait, <laughs> no, I got that backwards. Everyone's Haley. Haley. <laughs> so, that's a positive result. 
Wow. Kingdom survives. Woo! So we describe the outcome of the crisis together based on what you have already seen. If the kingdom was destroyed, decide if something new might arise in its place, or if only smoking crater remains. We did it. <laughs> um, we beat these corporate. So how does this? How does this go? I would love to think that there is some sort of uh, like defenses or something lined up on our frigate that has like automatic like cannons or target. I don't know. I just can't imagine that yeah, all of yeah. the aces or most of them. Yeah, because I mean, there's even on the ship mechanics. There's a gunnery as a mm-hmm. section. The gunnery deck, yeah. Rows of cannons sit at the ready to give a broadside. So I think that yeah. that helps somehow. So I th- I think I think that the the ploy works that the aces and the engineers like that can take them down. But I'm curious what what's the what's the play that Gummy and and the captain or um, Talon make to save more of the aces? Like, um, well, Captain Summers goes up. Uh, or go, I should, it leaves the bridge, like, once everyone's set and in place, mm-hmm. and I feel confident in my officers, I go down um, to, like, the, the gunner array, and then I just take up a gunner, and then I, I start covering aces. Nice. Um, I think maybe, maybe because Talon is the engineer, I have taken the old recycled ships, and they are old, and they're crickety, but mm-hmm. I've really souped them up. So even though I don't have defensive moves, my firepower is wicked cool. <laughs> it's like we have cannons that are now mobile that can be like yeah. placed. Um, I mean, I, the reason I voted sort of neutral is because I feel like Gummy's role can only be sort of damage control. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just doing everything in his power to aid with casualties. I mean, it's hard to get fighters back if they're injured unless they can fly their ships back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think he's like set up a sort of, you know, emergency medical tent in the hangar bay so immediately if fighters can return. So I think I'm just doing everything that I can, but the reason yeah, I voted neutral is because I think my role can only sort of be reactionary. Gotcha. Um I think Basil um I think Basil follows orders to the end. Um and I think Basil makes it back. I think Basil is a little old. Um, and I think one of his aces saves him for the first mm-hmm. time. And he his like gunner his bomber's like really badly hit and he has to be one of the people who goes back. Manages to fly back into the, the hangar bay and is one of the people that Gummy has to pull out. Um, but he like as he's like getting stitched up, he can he's watching his like his kids do what they can. Um, From me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last bit is um, we just do a quick um, epilogue. Like after like the battle, is done. Yeah, the battle is done and like maybe there's just like hanging wreckage like bumping into the hand of sorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, like, like glancing off the shield. Yeah. What is the what does the epilogue look like? Gummy's made soup for everyone, a big gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in the mess hall. Yeah, yeah. Gumbo. Even people who are I mean, unless they're like in intensive care, like people who are bandaged up, everyone's sort of in the big mess hall. Yeah. And I think it's like a, a happy vibe. Yeah. You know, everyone's there's just a slight hum in the air of everyone talking. hmm Someone stands up, they're like, you know, we should call this thing the hand of summers. Yeah, and well, I say yes. <laughs> and it might be cool too if maybe there's an interaction, or even just like the way that the dining hall is organized. Maybe um, Talon, Gummy, Captain Summers, and Basil all are like sitting at the head of a table. Like there uh-huh. is some sort of like equality yeah. picture then in how they lead. Yeah. I would love to the idea though of, of Captain Summers in the bridge right now, like in a completely empty bridge. I think like oh. she still won't go down there. With well, just like sitting in one of the chairs and it's just like completely empty. Just like thinking. I think there's like a. I think Basil comes in. Captain. Yes, Basil. People are waiting for you. I know. I'm gonna give them their time. No one should be alone tonight. Thank you, Basil. No. You should have seen me when I was younger. 
but that was before your time. And it is your time. Trim the head. Part of my advisory position is I retire when I think it's time for you to take over for sure. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd like some fucking shore leave. And you can knock the interim off your title. Thank you, Basil. And, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk to the higher-ups and make sure that, uh, the, the, the generals and, and, and make sure that, uh, they have everything you asked for in line. Yeah. is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Kingdom was developed by Ben Robbins. Soundscapes by TabletopAudio.com. Captain Summers was played by our friend and improviser Haley Ray Rose. Talon was played by our friend and improviser Avery Phillips. Gummy was played by Will Banks. Basil was played by Dane Fogdahl. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review wherever you found us. It helps more than you know. If you'd like to follow us for behind-the-scenes photos and updates, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod. Thanks for listening to Diceology.